0: Welcome back to the Dialed Up Podcast. Um, I'm going to be honest, I fucked up last week. Luke and I did uh, an episode, and I just got off third shift when we recorded it and fell asleep, forgot to upload it. Apologize, but we're back at it again, and we had a hell of a week of football, boys. Yeah, It was a good week. A lot of good games. You had a little bit of everything, man. You had game-winning field goals, upsets, close games letdowns, I mean, a little bit.
1: You got Clemson's first ACC loss in like two years or whatever. It's been a long time for them. Well, we'll see if Notre Dame actually sticks around. At least
2: Notre Dame's proving that it deserves to be in the conference at least.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Notre Dame's always been talented. The question's always been, are they going to actually perform in the big games, right? Yeah. And now, granted, Trevor Lawrence was out, but I don't think offense right. was Clemson's issue. The no, biggest concern was their defense. They got gashed, and how you are up a touchdown, a minute, 20 seconds left. Not only do you get completely gashed playing a soft zone the entire way down. Well, first off, they started out trying to blitz everybody Yeah, and playing man. Got gashed on that, went to soft zone kept getting gashed on that, Notre Dame ties it up, go into overtime, continue playing that same soft zone, and not stop anything. Well, you know what's funny is
1: we did that pregame fucking podcast for the Miami game. And we talked about that this de- this defense on Clemson's team is not the same defense that we've seen from years past. Yep. It's got some serious weaknesses that people haven't been able to exploit, but have shown it's been there. No one's been able to exploit it. And like we talked about after that game, Miami just was afraid. And then you saw Notre Dame take advantage of it. And it yep. really exposed that Clemson's defense, it's not an elite defense this year. It's got the elite talent, but it's young and it's not experienced yet. And yep. it's a problem for them.
0: It really is, man. I mean... And Brett Venables, whose name I was struggling to come up with last week, actually, uh, he's come out and said openly that he's starting to think it's time for him to take a head coaching job. And you know, after some weaknesses being shown in his defensive play calling and scheming, I'm wondering if that stock has taken a little bit of a hit. I don't think
1: it has. He's too big of a big like a, of a brand name in terms of coaching that I think he can.
0: Well, I mean, you have a couple of those guys who really are would be the front runners for jobs like Michigan, Texas, and those uh, help Penn State if James Franklin ends up on the hot seat, Um, Venables being one of them. But Matt Campbell at Iowa State, who was the hot uh, coach when uh, Ryan Day in that cycle where Ryan Day was hired at Ohio State, Mm -hmm. and. Now you're looking at the performances that Iowa State's putting up, and his stock has, I think, taken a big hit too. Who out there would be, you know, that premier coaching prospect? We talked about this last week. I know. Don't
1: fucking say it. <laughs> I don't want. To, I'm sick of hearing it. Well, I wasn't saying. You know, I'm Harbaugh's fucking... gone. You know who's going to Michigan, dude? and I Don't affiliate. say it. <laughs> I wish I'll we would have uploaded that episode. You. I know. I wish we would.
2: Is he going to say it? Is he about to say he's it? About he's
1: to about say to say it. do not say it. He won't do it. Hey. Adam Sandler. No, Luke Fibble. No. No. <laughs> what? The funny thing is he, no. he went off
0: on this huge, probably five to ten minute rant about this last week. and Yeah, that sucks. I, you didn't get that I I came to this. I, I had to get this little tidbit in because I asked him, I said, Who is the most legendary coach in Michigan football history? Bochan Beckler. Okay. Where did he come from? from? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, I mean, and Fickle, I think, is by far the the hottest coach out there. He's a.
2: He's born and bred Columbus. His family's from Columbus. He was he a captain matter. on the Ohio State football team. Yeah. He hated Michigan.
0: Yeah. Like, there's... But that's not to say that he wouldn't take one he's of He's got kids. Other jobs. Like, he's
2: got
1: tons of kids. Like, he loves Cincinnati. He wants to raise his kids there. I know, like, but Michigan won't open... Up, or, uh, Cincinnati won't open up the wallet like no, fucking Michigan will. Yeah. Well, I'm not well, ju- like, I'm not
0: just talking about Michigan. I'm well, talking you know, about the other Michigan's like that, jobs.
1: Because... Since I ain't got the wallet, like Michigan I think, um, I think we're getting close well, to being able to say that Jim Harbaugh's uh, done after this year. Done. Now I've been saying that from the beginning. Done. Now, well, he's my fire. first on notice for a reason.
0: And, and here, here's <laughs> another thing. I'm just curious. So we all know how Fickle's one season as uh, the interim head coach at Ohio I State. We're still talking about this. Happened. How that ended you knew up, you're going to talk about right? this? I he's just, kept Cincinnati
1: undefeated. So, you really think he's not going to stay there, dude? But, no, I'm sorry, I love just,
0: you. We all know how that happened. I'm here for And then fuck. he ends up leaving, and Ryan Day gets the job. That – he has to have a little bit of animosity there. That he didn't get That he didn't get the job. Or any real consideration. It was pretty yes. much immediate.
1: Everybody knew Ryan Day is
0: going to be the yes. head coach. And now that Urban's gone, and Ryan Day is the head coach, do you think that – there could be that big rivalry. if With him going to Michigan, hypothetically, that would be a huge rivalry. Yes. Guys that were on the same staff, yes, undoubtedly. he was the interim, he ended up not getting the job. I think that would be a, a, a huge... Now, is he going to
1: try to pull a hardball and then you know wear khakis and put get the Bo
0: Schimbeck no. no. uh,
1: glasses and hat going? Fick, no. W- no. Fick is going to be Fick.
0: Fick won't do that. That's He's going to have his own style and do his run the program the way he wants it to be ran. But a willing of bet money that he doesn't go to Michigan. I, I don't think it's likely, but I think in terms of what it would mean for the rivalry as a whole, I think him going to Michigan would be the best possible scenario for the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry.
2: Yes, but we can't just sit there. I mean, it's just a bunch of fucking... <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Buckeye
0: they' are just sitting there like,
2: yeah, we want you to go to Michigan, so it'll be fun again. Like,
0: fuck off! <laughs> no, right? no, no, maybe. no. We want Harbaugh to stay. We love seeing how, Michigan, yeah, but like it, how much pain Michigan fans have. It's beautiful. I mean, they're like beaten dogs in the corner. Oh. Just ha- Have you seen any of their forms? It. They've accepted it. Have you seen gone in any of their forms? I like, have. Oh, my Me God. And my, my brother, and oh. yeah, every time we see the Michigan <laughs> lose, dude,
1: my brother is all right there on the freaking Michigan pages. He, go, he goes, let's see what's going on in Ann Arbor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're going to get oh. real caught up in this. Yes. So, yeah. You know what? Actually, since we were just talking about Luke Fickle, why don't we, I want to hear about, um... Are you wanting to wait, hold our teams off to the last team? No, do you let's get, just go with the flow. do let's hear how your thoughts on Cincinnati? So Cincinnati
2: did Cincinnati dominated Houston, as they should have. I was really pumped about that. It was like thirty eight to like seven or something like that. Thirty eight to ten. Thirty eight to ten. So we completely dominated them, <coughs> which I was really pumped to see. Everyone, everyone played stellar. Defense was solid. Everyone did what exactly what was expected of them. Ritter, I think, has ran for, for I don't know how many. Um, Games now, but he's starting to like push for like almost two rushing touchdowns and pass. Like, he's starting to put up a lot of points personally. So, let's see here. I know he had two rushing touchdowns. I think he's done that in back to back games now. So,
0: recent games, it doesn't, it's not showing click rushing. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Sorry, I'm blind. So, 3 touchdowns against Houston, 2 against Memphis, and 3 against SMU. So, he's like eight rushing touchdowns in the last 3 games. Yes. Yeah, like and
2: now and uh, this is like he's just got unreal speed and he's got that crazy long stride. And that's one thing that I think will not work against like a solid defense. But we've been picking him apart. We've been really spreading the field, which has been giving him that opportunity well, to do that. Because when he gets going, he gets
0: going. The biggest key for him is he's not only relying on his legs. He's actually yeah. starting to sling it a little yeah. bit. I mean, you look at his numbers from just those last three games, right? Mm-hmm. 13 of 21 against SMU for 126. 21 of 26 for 271 against Memphis, and 17 of 27 for 162 against Houston. He's actually starting to get the passing numbers going, so Cincinnati's actually getting a balanced offense, and kicker, Desmond Ritter's starting to pop up on some Heisman watches.
2: Yeah, I've heard about that as well, which
0: I don't know if he's really deserving of that quite yet. I don't think he's going to end up as a finalist, but the Mm -hmm. fact that he's starting to perform on a level where he's getting the recognition yeah. it speaks for itself yeah yeah
2: exactly but the one, the one thing and there's no doubt like if he had had if he had some serious weapons as far as wide receivers which not that's not downing on our wide receivers right now but we don't have any dudes who are like 6'4 6'5 and just unreal you know what i mean like we had one that one kid who was really good who ended up hurting his shoulder and was out this past game but I think uh, there's a lot more to be said if Ritter just has those. like if, if we had wide receivers that could jump up and catch a ball like we used to when we had you know, Gunnar Keel, and we, you know almost all those wide receivers went to the league. yeah Mikkel McKay, he went to the Colts. And then Chris Moore, he went to the Baltimore Ravens. And then we had another one who went to the Raiders, who ended up like his first game ever ended up on an ESPN top 10, like number three catch, because he literally caught the ball like, behind his back, around oh, yes. the defensive back, yes. and, like, pulled that thing Like We had three unreal wide receivers all go to the league they were all in the same class. Those guys were all insanely athletic and just unreal speed. And if we had those kinds of guys are on the perimeter around Ritter right now, no doubt in my mind he'd probably be almost front runner for the Heisman right now. Well, but because he doesn't have that and, like, he has to do so much running as you've seen on his own, which works fine once we're in the red zone, I think... Yeah, he's he's got what it takes. I think there's no doubt about that. We just haven't been able to see really him really sling it deep, which I want, which I wish we could see. The
0: I think one of the most beneficial things for you guys going uh, into these last four games of your schedule is you have a weak ECU team next. Mm-hmm. Then you have UCF, obviously they're going to be a tough game, yeah. tight game. Let you see kind of help get them then, a little bit rubbed up. There. Again, you have a weak Temple game mm-hmm. before another good Tulsa team. Yeah. So, you have two tough opponents left, but before each game you have that buffer where you know, you expect your talent and the coaching to really carry you through and your guys can kind of get a little bit of, you know, not as um, strenuous, strenuous of yeah. a, of a game. Right. Is this a, is it a Friday night game, the ECU game? It says
1: 11-13. Isn't it Saturday the 14th? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, and one, one thing to be careful about, That's especially for the TV these, time. especially these Friday, uh, <clears throat> these Friday night games, is you gotta hope that, you know, and I'm sure he will, we were just talking about Luke Fickle being a great head coach, and hopefully he keeps his team locked in and isn't, overlooking into the UCF game next week because that's the only thing about playing these kind of weaker games in between a big game is that you got to hope that he's got your team locked in yeah you know focused on this not game, looking at not looking at the UCF game because that that UCF game is probably more than likely going to determine how you're got what your postseason is going to look like because if you can beat UCF then you got a clear ride to the you know a top bowl game maybe even the playoffs Yeah, Yeah. unless they slip up and they and
0: the championship game, if Cincinnati wins out, they're not going to give us. They're not going to put us in. I think they can make a strong case, um, only because of how things are going to work out in front of you. But I think things would have went way more in your favor if Clemson had beaten Notre Dame. Um, I think Notre Dame winning that game put a huge. Uh, yeah. wrench into your chances. Not,
1: not just yours, but through wrenching into Miami, getting into the ACC championship game as well. Yep. The one time Miami fans were rooting for Clemson. Yeah,
0: I think they're probably going to end up throwing us in a bowl game. The
1: one time I was
0: rooting for Clemson. Yeah.
2: I think they're going to probably put us like, in a bowl game against BYU. Uh, and honestly... Which would be a good game.
0: Now, this was a suggestion thrown out <laughs> on Twitter. And somebody suggested if BYU and Cincinnati won out, have them play each other to determine who would get into the college football playoff. Yeah, now, that's, that's I, I, thought, I thought, <clears throat> expand on it a little bit. Imagine BYU, Cincinnati, Coastal Carolina, and Marshall all won out. You have a fourteen team playoff amongst them to determine <laughs> who got into the fourth spot of the college football playoff. Yes, it would be gimmicky, but you cannot tell me that would not be entertaining as hell. That would be
2: really entertaining. <laughs> agree, that would be pretty entertaining.
0: That would be great football. It would be fun to watch because there's so much on the line for those teams. Oh, it would be awesome. It'll never happen, but that would be awesome. Yeah. Now, let's go ahead and move on. We were just talking about BYU. They, Boise was hanging around for just a little bit. Boise had some injuries, but they dominated Boise, and this is the toughest game on their schedule. Unless the uh, postponed Army game ends up getting rescheduled and they can get that game in, which from what they said on the uh, broadcast, BYU has <coughs> excuse me, two open weeks uh, before their next game. My goodness. <coughs> and after that, they still have a few open weeks going into December, and their AD openly said, He's looking for any and every game that they can get. They want to play football. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of those Pac 12 schools or some of those games that get canceled, if BYU hops in and goes, hey, let's get a game scheduled.
1: Well, and that's yeah. what I'm hoping that it's a team like that because <coughs> I still, I don't care if BYU wins out. I just don't think they have a strong enough schedule to make a case to getting in. Outside of being an undefeated team and dominating their competition, I just. It's like we've talked about in the past. I, you got to play these. T- you have to have a solid, like power five type win, or a, a legitimate, yeah, power win for me to be able to be like they belong in. You well, know, so it's to me it's which I hope could they Boise get that. State being the ultimate their biggest toughest yeah. challenge. And I understand we're all partial to Boise State for they have been that surprise team. You know, they're a solid they're a solid mid level team. But that's the problem is they're a solid mid-level team. And yeah. that being their their key win is not... I just don't... And they're lucky that this COVID stuff's happened or they wouldn't be where they're at.
0: Well, and also, they're lucky that they have the AD that they do that's willing to go out and get these games. I and mean, I can respect it, it, that. If, they, if they're able to secure one or two games against a Pac-12 team, so say like a... Um, but I want to see a good, a decent, at least say a like, decent Pac twelve team. I don't want to like see Oregon. like Oregon State. You say, know what I mean? Say like Oregon. Yeah, um, has a game against Cal, and Cal comes down with uh, they have an outbreak of COVID nineteen. Oregon's clear, they're healthy. BYU steps up, plays Oregon, who is right now. Projected the top they're team. They're the best team in the pac But if we're being honest world.
2: about this too, you will get it from Oregon's <coughs> coaching standpoint. Like they're probably sitting there going, "Like I don't know if we want to do that." Well, I don't know if we want to play BYU.
0: Oregon, they wouldn't have a choice because they're already at a shortened schedule. They're getting less than eight games right now. Yeah, they would and need if they, to they get want their, if they want a shot to get into the playoff themselves, they need every game they can, especially against a good opponent. That's fair. <coughs> so. But that was uh, a very good performance. Obviously, Zach William, uh, Wilson is, you know, pe- the nation is kind of split on him whether he's actually that it's, good or not. It's just
1: like I mean, it just comes down to just like BYU uh, okay. against two. So, uh, you yeah. know, you know, if you did that against like like we were talking about an Oregon team it changed my tune up and I'd be saying throw them in the fucking playoff if they went out but yeah. until they have a quality and I'm not even saying that they need, they need to play in Oregon throw like <clears> a USC <throat> in their like a mid, you know, mid to high level Pac-12 team and they can get a solid win like a solid win not like a perform like bye, they have been perform, all year con- con- show me that consistent dominant performance then I'd be like alright you've got me You're, you should get in but I can't say it when their best win is against a Boise State team
0: so so, so talking about uh quarterbacks and the Heisman talks Kyle Trask and the Florida Gators put the beat down on the Bulldogs and I think we all predicted that one so uh, oh you didn't no huh. so, let's, all right, so, yeah, so uh,
1: it was like Friday Friday I was like looking at my picks again and I'm like I don't know. Like, I had, like, that feeling, like, maybe Georgia could – you get one of those things where you're like, I don't know. I feel like I'm wrong. So Even though I'm so. partial to Florida, and you know I'm not partial to Georgia. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta, I'm going to change it up. You know what? Screw it. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to go with it. And I saw the score, and I went,
0: ha. And, I'm a dumbass. And <laughs> I, Everybody laughed at me. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. Look at this score line, or this stat line. 5 of 16 for 78 yards. Georgia does not have a quarterback.
1: Hey, Kirby, do you miss Justin Fields now?
0: <laughs> well, do you know what he said? He came out and he, they had JD, uh, JD, JT da- Daniels uh, yeah. just sitting on the bench, and he said, these two quarterbacks, 5 of 16, give 78, them best chance to win or whatever. And 4 of 13 for 34 yards, give them the best chance to win. You are out of your damn mind. But... Uh, I I saw Georgia fans online. They're like, fuck it. Put Zamir White at quarterback and just run Wildcat. That'll give you better results. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) They're not wrong. No, they aren't. I mean, they Just don't throw it. Just run. They have nothing in the backfield. They have nothing in the backfield right now. I feel for Georgia fans, man. But I don't at the same time because you guys
1: are cocky little fucks. But I feel for you at the same time. (laughs) You know, like... It's been like this. It doesn't matter who your head coach is. You guys just are always going to be this. Yeah. I'm just... What the fuck was that? He threw his little Georgia pillow.
0: Oh. Are we going to break Ugga next? No, I can't break Ugga. That was Dad's. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) I always forget that part. (laughs) All right.
1: But, you know, so... Yeah. Florida, you know, I'm sorry I didn't ride with you. You guys are my SEC picks from the start, and I should have... Not turn my back, but I'm retarded and just love
0: to... (laughs) How many times have you been saying that you need to stick with what you said in the preseason and then you never do? (laughs) I've called out a lot of teams in the preseason. And I've actually,
1: my preseason was solid. My preseason shit was solid. And then you just keep switching. And I change my tune because I'm I'm just stupid, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. If it ain't broke, don't break it.
0: Well, and I've been breaking it. Talking about your preseason conversations... Oh, Mr. Jimmy. Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, man. Hey, wait. Can you pull up? Can you pull up the uh, Big T- Big Ten standings real quick for oh. me? Yeah, hold on a second. I got this. You this. Just... Oh, right. right. <laughs> Where are we going? There we are.
1: We gotta. We gotta. Where's the overall? Does it have the
0: overall Big Ten standings, or is it just? No, it's split? It only goes by our comp- division. Okay, I got
1: this. Still, hold on. What are you looking for,
0: boss? Only eight teams ahead of us, Jimmy. Got to,
1: got to bring in his mom from that freaking stupid commercial.
0: Well, and oh, yeah. you think about it: who are the two coaches that you put on your on notice?
1: Uh, two coaches I put on notice. I mean, I put Lincoln Riley on notice. I put uh, Jim Harbaugh on notice, and then I was gonna put James Franklin on notice. I, but I thought, I thought you that did. I was going to this past week that we were gonna record, and then I no. changed my mind. No, on
0: you, it. you put Penn State on notice at one point. You did. Did I put yes. Penn State? Yes, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. You definitely did. And look where both of them are at. I don't remember putting Penn State on notice. I could swear you did.
1: I was gonna put James Franklin on notice last week and changed my mind because it was getting monotonous. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just putting head coaches on notice and I was like, yes is getting. But, no, I gotta take a break." I from mean,
0: this. the two teams that you expect. To be up at the top now, of the Big no, no. I East. think what you're hitting is I called Penn
1: I've been calling Penn State overrated before they're before the Big Ten ever started well, playing. I
0: think you d- you did put him. And I've
1: always said James Franklin is just Kroger brand. Yeah. Uh, what's his face? George Michael Key or whatever his name is.
0: But dude, Michigan. I am really impressed with Indiana, and at this point, I think they're going to be the Ohio State's toughest game all season. I mean, they are yeah. they're performing really well. Michael Penix Jr. is. Doing a lot better than I expected him to. He's developed a lot since last year, um, and they're just a talented. They're a talented team. They have uh, uh, two good receivers on the edge. Their offensive line is solid. Their defense think, is playing pretty good. The thing is,
2: like they're like overall, like it's not like they have any dudes who were like you initially. You thought were like going into this season. You didn't look at their roster and go, "These dudes are going to be insanely good." You know what I mean? Yeah. But this just comes to show the kind of shit that we're about to be dealing with from Alabama because I think it's just because those dudes are all around like more physically and mentally prepared for this season than a lot of other people were and you have to give a lot of credit to that strength staff for that and now they're all at fucking Alabama <laughs> like there's no like, there's a reason why Nick Saban just stepped in there and said come here Like, you have, like, you know when Nick Saban makes a decision like that, like, he's pretty fucking confident in the, in, like, what he's going to be building. So, I think this just comes to show, like, this is just showing you right now that this is what their strength staff, I think, has been, deserves more credit for, because that's what they produced.
1: I just, I don't know. More
2: so than just the play calling and the coaching.
1: I just, I don't know, because I watched that game, and to me, that game was more on Michigan's inability to do anything on freaking offense, yeah. Like, the team could not run the ball. Um, <laughs> Joe Milton sucks. Okay, yep. that dude cannot make a read to say it. He doesn't lo- know what he's looking at when well, he's out
0: there. Well, that's obvious because he doesn't watch fucking film.
1: I, yeah, true. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> when he, was, he said he didn't even know who uh, Michigan State's uh, linebacker, yes. right? That's pretty The scary. linebacker was, and he's like, I don't know what they're doing over there at Michigan. He wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, he wasn't even on my radar. He goes, well, I don't know what they're doing at Michigan, but we actually watch film and pay attention to guys that are playing on the other team. Um, But this, this Michigan offense—it just continues to be a trend, Uh, an apparent quarterback guru that cannot seem to guru his quarterbacks and uh, a defensive
0: (laughs) guru that can't stop shit.
1: No, uh, what's his name? Don Don Brown is it? Yes. You know, I used to like Don Brown as a. I know outside of I don't like Michigan, but I liked uh, Don Brown's defenses, and they were always quality defenses. he, He
0: has good scheme, but he's so hard stuck on his scheme. And what he wants to do... He doesn't innovate or change well, anything. No. Up. he The players that he have aren't the type of players that he needs to run that uh, scheme effectively. And he won't adapt and his scheme. And he won't, to, won't yeah. change to uh, fit his players. And that's their biggest detriment right now on defense. And it's it's just pathetic. And there's, just, there's a lot of ego up there that is just starting to really come down. And here, I want to jump... Let's jump
1: to... uh, Let's jump to USC, Arizona State. Um, Let's talk about the big Pac-12 game this week. Well, outside of Stanford and Oregon, but...
0: Okay. Well...
1: um, because I want to get some Pac-12 talk in. It was a great game. They just started. Dude, that was... Um,
0: the, did you watch the full game? Did you see the end No, of I didn't. Game? I watched the
1: end. Um, and I had picked USC to win the game, and I was getting pissy about watching the
0: score, and then I saw they were creeping up, and I went, ugh. Did you, did you see the end, how they got it? The onside kick? Yes, yeah, the onside that kick. That was yep. the best performed... How he got that, that kick up and bounce, I don't know, but that was nuts. Yeah. I've never seen a, a kicker kick the ball at an angle so it just cuts almost at a 45 degree. It was beautiful. That comeback was phenomenal and I thought at that point in time it had saved my perfect uh pick 'em weekend until Clemson decided to fuck me over, but hey. Great game. <laughs> it was honestly a great game. Uh let's
1: dive uh, let's dive into uh, cuz I'm excited to talk about uh Ohio State, kind of, just because I was kind of concerned with the defense. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. You want me to – you want to just talk about it? Because yeah, I thought you wanted to talk about USC. Well, so, you know,
1: with, no, it was a great game. I mean, the only key point really to hit on was the onside kick, and I'm just trying to speed this process up a <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well – Because uh, we got a little wrapped up talking about Clemson and –
0: And our, our right. intro, our, um, our coaching discussion. Okay. Ohio State, boys. It's time to talk about Ohio State because... Okay, where are we at? I was really...
1: I'm, I'm not excited because, you know, like I've always said, so said it's my number two team, this but is,
0: I'm excited to hear what Zane has to say about it. This is my takeaways. We got great performance. Um, Garrett Wilson, Alave, Fields, phenomenal. Great job. Um, running game started to pick it up a little bit more. So, Master Teague looked actually good when they got him running downhill keep him away from the outside zone and going horizontal get him going downhill vertical and good things happen Trey sermon I'm still very unimpressed with um, he's his vision isn't there. His patience isn't there. He looks jittery. He's not hitting the holes with any kind of acceleration. My only thing with
1: Trey Sermon is I feel like Ohio State is still trying to run him inside too much, and yes. that they don't do any kind of scheme to get and, him outside. And I agree with that. But that's my only thing. He
0: still looks like he's not have. He doesn't have that confidence, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he's missing things. Now, uh, me and plenty other Ohio State fans have been waiting and just asking to see Steel Chambers. After that week one performance, he looked like our most explosive back. And now we understand why he ha- hasn't been getting those carries. Apparently, he has been having ball security issues in practice. And what he came- fumbled in the game. Didn't yes, it? he did. Um, he finally got his shot. <clears throat> uh, Trey Sermon went down with an injury. And we're in the red zone. He gets his shot. Puts the ball on the ground, turnover, okay. Well, I understand why the coaches haven't been p- giving him the touches. And again, that's your classic fan social media. We think we see something that coaches don't, but we don't get to see what's happening in practice. And that's exactly why he wasn't getting the playing time. <clears throat> now, what has been surprising to me is. Our offensive line hasn't been doing awful, but they haven't been doing, doing great good, yeah. either. Our tackles have actually been phenomenal. The issues the have inside. been on the inside. Which, How many times did he get sacked? Justin Fields get sacked. That. I felt like he got sacked quite a bit. So, the defensive stats. He got sacked twice. Did he? Only twice? I thought he, yeah. well, he was on his butt a lot, wasn't he? It oh, he got like, hit. Yeah. yeah. But, so those are the main issues with... <laughs> I don't even want to talk about I'm blanking on his fucking name um but our right guard How many holds can you get? All oh, 76. Yeah. Um holding 76 Miller. Miller. Dude I was about to lose my mind. Didn't he get two in a row at one point? Wasn't it like literally
1: back-to-back it, plays he had two holding goals? It was Wasn't it? Pretty sure. So, so damn frustrating. Or was it false starts? He was just lost. La- 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 he, right. he was having a
0: rough, rough game. And Can we I, talk about how
1: whenever there's a flag on the offense like for holding and shit like that, it tends to always be like number 76? I feel like I, mean, I hear that number no matter what team I'm watching. That, that and specific This number.
0: was the man that was putting him on, fr- putting the work in. 13 tackles, 7 solo tackles, 2 tackles for loss. He was absolutely giving them the business. All right, now, our defense, yes, it was a major concern. First half was phenomenal. Obviously, we only gave up three points in the first half. Um, Gave up, I believe, I can't see this. Yeah, only gave up a touchdown in the third quarter, and then the fourth quarter is where Rutgers gets all their points. Now, up to the first half, I was pretty happy with the defensive play. D-line looked good. The linebackers are still looking great, and I think the linebackers are performing the best out of any unit thus far aside from the defensive tackles. I don't know how I feel about um, your guys' DBs. I D- don't know how I feel about Our them. DBs aren't performing that good, and I'll get into that in just a second. <clears throat> now, the linebacker core, uh, Barrett Browning, has been phenomenal. Pete Warner has been doing very well. Tough Borland, a guy that so many Ohio State fans love to give shit, he's been playing his ass off. Then you throw in, we get um, Justin Hilliard back, and he has a great game. Now, the back end, Sean Wade got mossed on again. Now, his stock's falling. His stock is falling, but the issue is, is he's trying to do too much. And, and Coach Combs' scheme is not helping him. Well, We're playing a lot of soft zone. We're giving a lot of cushion with the athletes that we have on the perimeter. He's a former slot corner turned into a yes. lo- out, uh, an outside corner, right? Yes. That's
1: a big... That's also so, going to be contributing to it.
0: Yeah. Now, a lot of these 50 balls that he's getting mossed on, he's trying to go for the pick instead of just playing the ball and going for the deflection. And that's what's happening on this. He's not in bad position most of the time. He's not getting completely torched most of the time. It's just a product of him trying to make a play on the ball and getting out jumped by guys that are bigger and more physical than him. And then giving 10-yard cushion and playing soft zone, giving that much space. Um, I wish there was a way to access college all-22 film. Because that would be phenomenal. I would actually get to see what is going on and what the coverages are that we're running. But I can't. Um, Seven Banks, I don't think, is playing bad. I think he's playing pretty good. But by far and away, the best defensive back we have is Proctor. And I think he needs to be... uh, I don't know what his uh, playing time is looking like back at safety. But I think he is the guy that needs to be back there. Well, what about Marcus Hooker? He was doing pretty good Marcus. couple games. Marcus Hooker has been playing okay, but there's been a couple things that are concerning. He's not playing as good as Proctor is. Proctor is a lo- really good at coming downhill. I think Proctor needs to be the starting strong safety because he comes downhill, he hits, he's good in the open field, and he's a solid tackler. Hooker... He's a good coverage guy, but in the games I've seen, there have been moments where he comes downhill, he takes bad angles, and he gets beat in the open space. With Proctor, I don't see that near as much. Um, now, Hooker, obviously, he's very talented, and I think he's good and as a backfield guy, um, but Proctor has more experience. I think he's all around a better player, and he's better at communicating and getting the coverages and uh, checks made on the field, personally, that's what I think. Now, talking about that fourth quarter where Rutgers puts up all those points, that was pretty much all against second and third string guys. Yeah. People on the national stage, around Twitter, everything, Facebook, building their depth. They are all going off about well, Ohio State looked like shit. They got they uh, Rutgers scored a shit ton of points on them in the second half. That was all against second and third team guys. Getting those guys experience. And yes, it looked up. ugly. It was not good performance at all. But that experience is going to be key for the development of those players. Yeah. And I would much rather, you know, still have a twenty point victory and those guys get quality game time um, against Rutgers 1s. Yeah. They essentially got a full quarter and get that experience and that be able to develop um, a little bit more. Absolutely. So that's that's my take on the game. Um, what I we saw, still have a little bit of kicking concern, but oh yeah. other than that, I'm pretty happy.
2: Yeah, I think it was smart for them to get their backups in and let it roll. I think Ohio State fans are being too critical about that. What I also saw, which was my whole take from the get-go of watching that game, was the play calling by Rutgers on their first opening drive. <laughs> was stellar. Yeah. But after that, that was like, that well, was their best shit. No. Like, you can already tell, like, those play goals were like, damn, like, they the, put, then, th- the, th- then the script right now. Like, man, I, I thought, thought they had, I thought they were about to scheme the fuck out of Ohio State after that first drive. Like, I thought they had, I was like, oh shit, like, we're gonna have a game. But then after that, after that, then they just started doing fucking the same inside zone shit. They, they were like, Yep, that, yeah, well, that, was, that was all we yeah, had. Yeah, they were like give the seat,
0: like, well, shit's blank. Yeah, yeah fuck, 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 we ran you, out. He left the
1: second quarter out here. Do we just what? run him again? The, <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> coming into the fourth quarter? Do we just flip it? And all run that thing?
0: trick, the trick plays that he was coming up yeah. with. Yeah. Dude, they were nuts. He did that, the throwback, punt, return, and kickoff yeah. twice in the game.
2: Yeah. It was, I mean, it was pretty nuts. It was cool. You like, had a I was big like,
0: man re- touchdown?
2: Yeah, that too. Like, I, was, I respected it. I respected it. It was just really funny. I thought, like, seeing the first opening drive. because that immediately made me think? Oh shit! Like Rutgers came with a good fucking scheme. Like they're really mm-hmm. playing this shit out. And then the next two and like the next two drives they had, where they went three and out. I was like, that they literally just blew all their plays that they had. They they literally went through their call sheet and like, they sh- they were supposed to save that for fourth quarter. And then the coach was like, fucking use it now. Like, well, the my because those are like they had like they, they had that zone play that's like such a crucial play that you only run when you know you're about to gain a touchdown out of it, where you fake like you're zoning right, and then your running back sticks his foot in the ground, and he actually goes left, and there's a puller with it to lead the way. And the whole team, like, that's that's hard to coach, because you have to yeah. time that up perfectly. Well, you where saw you have the your flow line zone the right, too. And then one of your linemen, yeah, because that's going to send all the linebackers to flow over the top. Yep. And then offensive lineman just stops and comes around and pulls out of nowhere. <laughs> Was
0: it number 71 that got that Fucking pancake it, on the edge. It might have been him,
2: <laughs> but it was just—it was such an like such an awesome play call, and I was like, "Holy fuck, like Rutgers, And then the next two, I didn't see anything after that until yep. they started getting way crazy with it. But I was just like, "Fucking hey. I was like, "Rutgers like got me like hot in my seat." I was like,
0: "Holy shit, what's about to happen?" But nothing happened. <laughs> well, I'm off my box. Oh. Time for you to hop onto yours, <clears throat> bud. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think um, I can speak for all Miami fans that were extremely disappointed in our defense our uh, defensive performance this game um I don't know it's almost like an anomaly when we're dealing with teams like this where uh outside of like the big dogs that we give up a shit ton of yards and points uh like we did against NC State um it Manny Diaz almost continued his trend off bye weeks um was oh and four coming into this coming in uh off bye weeks the last two years now we're one and 5, uh one and four um you know, I think this was a game where if we didn't have Derek King, we lost this game. Yeah, hundred percent. We got blown, we would have gotten blown out if we didn't have Derek King. If you, uh, I know. Uh, I, I've been seeing it for like pretty much since the Clemson game, uh, calling for Cozy Perry, and you know, I don't even want to speak on it. I like stop it. <laughs> I like Cozy. You know, I've I, I was love Cozy Perry. Uh, I'd like to see him go somewhere else and play and get his play time, even though I love him as a Miami fan. If he can't play next year, if he doesn't, isn't our starter, starting quarterback next year, but fans need to shut up. Just shut up, shut up, shut up, Anyway. So, um, you know, I think the biggest things outside, you know, especially on defense, corner play looked atrocious and that yes. goes for all of them. Al blades, DJ Ivy outside of DJ, making the pick that sealed the game, um, it's to Corey Couch. It's a problem, and we had big uh, bad news over uh, yesterday. Tim Burns, who's a three-star corner, the only corner committed to us in our current recruiting class, decommitted. Now people don't know if he's decommitting that we're trying to make room because things are tight, uh, but doesn't spell good at all because we only have five scholarship corners on our roster right now. Oof! So it's not looking good. Um, Mike Rump, bro. You, know,
0: you better hope that you guys can convert some of those safeties you have.
1: I, I think we can. We have safeties that can play corner, whether they want to do it and learn it is yeah. another thing. Uh, Avante Williams can do it. Um, there's there's a couple. Uh, Gilbert Frierson could. could uh, Gilbert Frierson's our current striker, uh, but he started out as a corner at Miami. Um, our linebacker play continues to be meh. Uh, now, our best linebackers that a lot of fans have been calling for, and I agree, need to start starting. Uh, they were out with covid uh, because of COVID restrictions. We had, uh, like, 11 players out because of uh, either COVID or contact tracing, um, which included some wide receivers. Fresh, A lot of true freshmen were on that list, including uh, also Brevin Jordan was on that list. Uh, so he's been out for, like, three or four straight games. I think three. Um, pass rush sucked. Yeah. Uh, J- outside of Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips played his ass off. Um, he looked really good. But pass rush just didn't look good. Um, now... I like NC State's offense. Um, They don't. They don't have a defense either. uh, They don't have a defense, but their offense, I think, solid. Now, the only thing I have to say on that is it was their backup quarterback playing, and I don't like that. I don't like seeing his numbers. You know.
0: Well, they've been running a two quarterback system, and I think he's kind of won the job. I don't. I just.
1: I didn't like, he didn't, he looked really squirrely. It felt like to me if we could have gotten a pass rush going that we could have gotten to him because yeah. when the when the plays did break down, he got really squirrely and didn't look comfortable, like at all, Yeah. at all. And that was a big key going into this game was we needed to get him moving, get him uncomfortable, and he's going to turn the ball over. And we just we just couldn't do it. Um, You know, and then even on the offense, I know our offense put up some fantastic numbers, but this run block, he needs to pick it up. I see, you know, Derek King had 105 yards, but a lot of it was off of like improv. He had one read option that took off for, uh, I think it was like 40 or 50 yards um, early on in the game, which is another point I'll hit on while I'm here. Derek King needs to get better at reading his options. Yes. He is terrible at not keeping when he shouldn't keep and uh, pulling when he shouldn't pull. There were some big, big opportunities. It's been like this all year. He has had a lot of space if he would pull it because look if i'm being honest with you even if that defensive end settles he you're telling me he's gonna he he can't get around the edge like we all know yeah. how fast you are. he's a wide receiver playing quarterback he can get around the edge if i've got space and all i've got is this man st- literally stopping you got him right there if he stops moving you've got him in it you're gonna beat him yeah and he needs he said that openly coming into this uh i think two weeks ago he said that the biggest thing he needs to work on is learning to keep the ball to help the run game he did it a little bit better against nc state but he's still got a long ways to go because he could have probably put up close to 200 yards rushing if he would have
0: my biggest concern for you guys right now is this this stat line this category right here yeah which i was gonna hit on um you guys need to get more out of your backs I don't know if it's comes down to blocking or the backs themselves, it's, but you need to be able to get more out of your run game and not have to rely on Deere to get those yards. So it's a mixture of two things. Um,
1: one, because i got to put a little bit of blame on it in terms of uh, our run game, even though he's great with it, is Rhett Lashley right now. Um, he's not getting very creative in his run game. His, it seems like it's straight up our run game is read option. and uh, like, So pretty much our running backs are running dive every single yeah. run he's not doing that much to try to get his he doesn't do much off tackle no stretch plays nothing to get the you know because if you put like Jalen Knighton who's got some speed and elusiveness run a stretch play with him well, or something get it,
0: him on the outside that's so surprising because you go back to the early first few games of the year all of the big runs that you had especially with Cameron was off tackle at a lot of cam's run plays actually were him breaking through on dive plays. And well, then cutting out I'm, the, I'm thinking of the one in it particular where it, most, was, it was to the right side. I forget what game it was. I think it was maybe the second game of the year against Louisville. Probably, yeah. He, he had he had a great three
1: games. Three games. His first three games of the week uh, year were fantastic. But
0: you were you were getting those those off tackles and some more to the outside. With
1: most of it was the majority of his run of. Almost all of our run plays this year have been he's been running a dive play now cam has been able to take that and then not have anything there and then cut out but it's not like a designed yeah um, off tackle or anything like that I'd like which I, I don't th- like that we're we're sticking to it and I feel like that's why it's not like we're not getting the run game performance that we have in the
0: earlier in the seasons because defenses know what we're doing it's, I'd love to see a PFF breakdown of the run game like the trends of where you're running at, like a scouting report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be very interesting to see with Miami's offense and try to see, you know, where the tendencies really are. It's all at the exchange. It's all at the mesh point,
2: which the mesh point is where the ball exchanges from quarterback to running back. It's little subtle things like the quarterback's first two steps when he's changing, like where he's looking as he's handing that ball off, versus like the running back's first two steps. Usually, if you can get a hang of that. Generally, it's almost the same every single time depending on the run play. So, that's that would be cool to see, but you need like good film to yeah. fucking catch
1: that stuff.
0: Yeah. But well, Like I said, all 22 would be fucking phenomenal, but you can't find it anywhere. Yeah.
1: And you know, this offense, it's gone it's done a complete reverse of how it was early on in the year. Um, you know, now we're our wide receivers are stepping up you know, um Mike Harley. He went off for one fifty three uh this week. Um his last two games he's done eighteen catches, three hundred and twenty three yards and three touchdowns, so he is wide receiver one. Mark Pope stepped up. He put up almost a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um but I think the biggest thing for us on offense right now is our, our um our wide receivers are finally stepping up, which I don't know if I got to bring it up on our last podcast was um that uh, Did I tell you guys what Mike Harley said? No. Um, so, because we've talked about how poor our, off, our uh, wide receivers have looked, right? Yeah. So, and like how bad they've been doing at um, dropping the ball, you know, shit like that. Yeah. You want to know what this motherfucker said two weeks ago? I forgot to tell you about this. This was before, uh, or actually this was right after the Virginia game. Okay. When he went off for 170 yards. Uh, he said that none of the wide receivers all year had been staying after practice and they weren't working on the jugs machine at all. At all.
2: Yeah, it doesn't help.
1: None. So when Manny Diaz, remember that when uh, we had that, I had that um, talking about, we opened up the wide receiver core and we said everybody's an or. Manny Diaz said that. That's when they all started hitting the jugs machine and putting in. They all stayed oh, after practice. it's mm-hmm.
0: amazing what happens. It's when amazing you put what in happens some some when Manny work. Diaz says,
1: "All right, seniors, I don't care anymore. <laughs> These true freshmen are gonna play if you're not gonna put oh in the work." God. So and now you're looking at. What these you're finally seeing the full potential, but it shouldn't have taken this long, and we probably could have had a chance against Clemson if yeah. our wide receivers were actually doing a damn thing.
0: You know how many key drops you had in that game? Not even just like, key drops. Shit. You know how t-
1: their inability to get separated, and now yeah. we got separation. But you know, um, Will Mal I want to give a shout out to Will Mallory stepping up in place of Brevin Jordan. Um, we're He's not slowing down fans. at tight end at all. We're still tight end. You, I'm sorry, guys. We got two top two t- top two round uh, potential tight ends. Um, one thing I do want to say is this team is uh, its very similar to 2017 with the way because uh, I didn't like how we allowed 41 points however if this was a team of the last two years we would have dropped this game and we would have lost we wouldn't have put up the fight the win would have been taken out of the sails early on in this game when NC State kept scoring we wouldn't have been scoring you know, following it up and this team scraps now the difference between us and the 2017 team is Derek King we actually have a legitimate quarterback we didn't in 2017 I don't care if he made one or two throws in the game those were in games where he would throw two interceptions so we have a legitimate quarterback um and one big funny thing is we held NC state to six total yards in the fourth quarter so defense finally decided to step up but we need to improve um or we're gonna get caught with our pants down here real soon so you know we gotta keep winning and we gotta hope Notre dame or uh Clemson drops another game if we want to have any any shot in the ACC championship game or Notre Dame loses two yeah. So, um, but probably an orange bowl, bull orange
0: bowl berth this year if we can win out. So let's keep it up. Well, let's get into the top twenty-five, boys. So there have been some changes and some a little bit surprising. Um, Darby, what kind of sticks out to you about the newest rankings? Well,
1: so you know, why don't you go ahead and put the put get, get the top twenty-five up there. You All know? right, there we go. Because so. I uh, I want to play a game with you guys. Um, so I came up with something down to the tiny bit of the screen. Uh, Oh, it's not going to work. So, uh, I wanted to play a little game. I came up with this while I was at work today. And, um, a lot of the people that play game, uh, video games out there, this is, uh, kind of based off Among Us. I want you guys to find, I have picked an imposter in this top 25. Okay. There is a team that does not belong either in this top 25 or where they're at in this top 25. And I have these two. I gave them a little bit of a heads up to see if they could kind of find who I have pegged as my imposter, and I'm going to let them each guess and give me a little reason, not too crazy in depth, but why they think I picked that team, and so, then I'll tell you.
0: Luke, I'll let you go first, because I have, I have two in mind, and they're both right in the same spot. You have
1: to pick one. I know. And you can't say, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about the other. You have to strictly say only this team name, because I'm not going to play that game with you motherfuckers. <laughs> well, they're
0: they're one spot. They're right next to each other, and I'm sure you can guess where I'm going what's, with that. I'll wait.
2: Fucking, okay. I'm. If I have to pick one solid one, it's. What's the record for Arkansas State right now?
0: Arkansas State's not in there, bud.
2: Oh, who the fuck is that over there? Over well, where? Oklahoma State, never mind, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I can't see that fucking well, dude. I'm
0: like
1: I'm like I was, I'm about to change my imposter pick to no. Arkansas City.
2: I my pick would be fucking Wisconsin. No,
0: I, why? like
2: Because they've only played one fucking
0: game and everyone's got COVID, apparently. Yeah. And I, I would I would agree with that pick. Now, I'm going to tell you the two I've been torn between, and I'm, then I'm going to tell you the one I think it is. I've <laughs> been the rules. All right. Uh, these two right here. USC and Texas? Yes, USC and Texas. And then who of those two, do you think? Um, I'd say Texas. I uh, Texas, orange is sus.
1: Orange is sus. <laughs> so you think Texas, and you think Wisconsin. Yes. Yeah. Indiana? Indiana Hoosiers really? do not belong in the top ten right now. And really? you want to know why? No. Because I will say, when I saw that first Penn State win, I thought it was impressive. My problem is Penn State's 0-3 right now. Yeah. Then they beat Rutgers. Yeah. Which we can say their best performance. They're 1-2. They're 1-2. and, two, and they're, Honestly, their best performance came against in garbage time against Ohio State's second and third strings. And then Michigan, who's 1-2. Yeah. And... We are all, all in agreeing that this team, the, the Michigan, has no offense. They don't look good at all. Yeah, they don't belong in the top ten.
0: Okay, oh. they.
1: I can see them in the borderline top 15 I just don't think that three games in against what at first would have been quality opponents yes but now that yeah. the season is gone and we know you should be able to play the stock game okay they shouldn't be moving up rapidly like they are while we're watching like once Penn State would have fallen that second game I would have been like Eww. maybe we yeah. might, might want to keep them where they're at instead so, of bumping them up three more spots and they've been they now I understand why they're doing it because the Big Ten's been put out but you can't do that against with teams that have been playing a full season so far. You can't and, be putting a team in the top ten that's yeah. hasn't gotten an actual legitimate quality win yet. So okay. that's my imposter. All right. That's yeah.
0: Great. Gotcha, guys. And I think <laughs> I, I think Northwestern right now has a l- l- slightly lesser resume, but they're right in that same realm. I agree. I don't think there should be that big of a gap between Northwestern and Indiana. Because Indiana, granted, coming into the year, you would expect Michigan, Penn State to be the better resume. So I could see them in that 15, 16 range. But top 10 already? And and I agree with that. That Ohio State game would be that
1: barometer to me. Yes. Of, that's when you would jump them. Yes. Yeah, you know, well, even if like even if like they still lose to Ohio
2: State, but they put up a really good fucking fight yeah. in a close game, then yeah. They're Indian not was, gonna yeah. fall far if that happens. Yeah, you know, right. they'll probably and fall it, one it, or it, two it, spots. Well Indiana would bump well, not anymore, but like originally that would be what would bump them up to higher than where they are but right now actually. Because my my, my problem
1: opinion. my problem is is that now say if on the flip side, uh Michigan was on rank coming into this year, right?
0: I f- they I always think. have them ranked. Yeah. I well, think I think they were,
1: were were they ranked? So but all right, so just for the hu- hu- hypothetical. Say Michigan was unranked, okay? Yeah. Coming into this year 3 and 0, beat Penn State, uh, you know, say they had played Penn State who was a top 10 team yeah, at the time. Squeak by and then beat the other two teams. Well, then I'd say justified, but that's because they would be a 3 and 0 team that I know has talent yeah my problem is indiana we don't know about indiana and then their wins have been sus (laughs) so to me i just don't see them as a top 10 team yet i'm not opposed to the idea as the season rolls along um i want to see them against Ohio state i want to see what that looks like because that's going to be a real barometer on what this team really is but right now to have them as a top 10 team is ridiculous your head is just taking up the camera right now. <laughs> sorry,
0: The internet just went out, boys. Man. Um, well, sorry. So recording. what happened was
1: we were just live streaming on Instagram, and uh, that's what he was just checking because yeah, our I internet just. Follow us, <laughs> yeah. Then you we'll, 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 we'll get this live update. Um, but, so that's and that's really my only real, real quarrel right now with the with the AP. I'm
0: still not sold on BYU. Um, I think uh, I'm I'm happy with. The top five. I'm happy with the top ten, minus Indiana. Let's see if we had any comments. Um, we did. We had a few comments. Well, so
1: and you know what? Because this can be perfect, Luke. Um, I'm not happy with Cincinnati dropping a spot.
0: I I agree, but this is where I'm at. I think I don't think A and M deserves to be where they're at. No, they did beat Florida. Hmm. Um. See, it's, it's, this is where you get kind of nitpicky, right? Because a beat Florida, but Florida beat two good opponents. Obviously, it's all going to fl- work out in the wash, right? But it's just tough because I think what really threw everything for a monkey wrench was Notre Dame actually beating Clemson. That was the biggest thing, was Notre Dame actually beating Clemson. I, I don't have a major gripe with the top nine. I think um, I think these two, honestly, I think they could be a little bit higher. Um, Georgia, I could put in that 10 spot with Oregon at 11.
1: I wouldn't put Georgia in the 10 spot.
0: Look at their two losses. Who are their two losses?
1: I know, but I wouldn't put them in the... I just wouldn't put them in the 10 spot. Who would you have at 10? I'd put Oregon in the 10.
0: Okay, I could see that. Because but, I know
1: the talent that's on Oregon's team. Yeah. C- as opposed to Indiana.
0: Yeah. And I, I could... You know, just bump those two up. Um, Either way.
1: But, uh, and also because I didn't actually hit on it, I agree with you on Wisconsin. They're just more, uh, I I don't think one game is enough to put them all the way up there. what the fuck? Um, Yeah. But, but, you know, I just, you know, so that was my imposter pick. And outside of that, I really don't have too many crazy gripes on the top 25 Uh, this week. Um, Well, I don't, like I said, I don't think Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati could be a top a top six, top five team. I don't understand why they dropped. I think they should have stayed yeah, where they were at they because switched. they had a, a good performance. And I, I don't. Well, the only reason just... was
0: Florida was behind them and they beat Georgia, so they jumped. Yeah. That's the reason. And then Texas A and M as well. Yeah. So that's the only reason. But let's go ahead and start to wrap this thing up. Yep. Let's get our picks for uh, this Shit. upcoming week. So we'll roll through and. I punched mine in already. Yeah, I'm going to punch mine in while we're going along with this. So. Okay, so let me actually go to the correct te- uh, pick them and make my picks. So, game one, Georgia versus Missouri. Georgia. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that one's obvious. Missouri, not um, a very good team this year. Right. Now, Indiana... At Michigan State, Indiana is by yeah. far the more talented team. Um, I think that's an easy one as well. Now, the first kind of interesting game is Miami at Votech. I'm taking Miami. Miami, yep. Um, Votech just, I mean, barely lost, but they did lose to Liberty, who yeah. I was actually impressed with. Liberty in that game. That's a game that we didn't talk about. Winning on a game-winning field goal last second um, oh, yeah. to remain six and zero. That's another one who of those undefeated. That, that was against Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah. That's right. um, But they are going to have uh, an interesting matchup here later. Does Liberty. Liberty. Um, TCU at West Virginia. Luke, who you got? TCU. I've
2: legitimately witnessed... Now, that's going to be a really good fucking game, though, by the way. That might be the best fucking game of the weekend.
0: I don't agree. I, I think, think West Virginia's going to roll it. I think I, West Virginia will roll.
2: I'm telling I think TCU wins, and it's a close fucking game.
0: Now, hey, let's see what the uh, the desert says. The desert says... No odds. Okay, never mind. We aren't going to see what the desert says. <laughs> Alright, so... We got... Colorado at Stanford... I want to see where you guys are going with this. I'm going to take Stanford. I'm going to take Colorado. I'm rolling with the Buffs two weeks in a row, baby. I'm
1: taking Colorado. I don't. I didn't like what I saw from Stanford against Oregon at all. Yeah, I
0: really. Hey, Colorado is a solid team. I'm rolling I'm, with the Buffs. I, I picked them last week, and I'm rolling with them again. Now this is. This is an interesting one. We got. Notre Dame at Boston College. Uh, Notre Dame obviously coming off of their big win against Clemson. Um, Boston College is a. They can oh, scrap. They I want to pick Boston College. I, I want to pick BC. I took Notre Dame. Jeff Halfley has those guys playing so well. Um, just with the way that Notre Dame is playing right now, I I will be rooting for BC. I just can't. I can't quite pick them yet. I well, it's okay. Do you, it. I'll do it for you guys. I'm picking Boston College over Notre Dame. I fucking Dame. love you.
1: So, uh, and I'm doing it because I think... I know Notre Dame's shown it for two weeks, but before that, they were very inconsistent on offense. Yes. And I didn't like what I saw at all. And Boston College, I think this will be like that 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 win that really puts Jeff Halfley on the major radar.
0: Well, and then also you have... That. It's like a trap game. Well, right after a big win. Yes, it's exactly. A, this is a huge trap game. You have that huge emotional This is not eye. a team you want
1: to play coming off that. No. 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 And it's a way game. I'm rolling with it, dude. Uh, I feel it. I know we, we've we disagreed on some of my upside I, picks, but I really feel it this one. I feel no, this one. I
0: agree with it. And I'm sold on this there's one. There's a reason on my other uh, pick them where I'm in the contest and you have to do confidence ratings. There's a reason this is my lowest confidence rating game. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ohio State at Maryland. Give me the Buckeyes. Uh, this has a potential to yes. be a good game. It yes. depends on
1: what defense shows up for Ohio State. And, I mean... Because Tal- Talia Tula- 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 yeah. Tagovailoa is He's a playing G.
0: his ass off. Um, Luke, who you got? to Ohio State. USC at Arizona. This is an interesting matchup for me. I'm taking the Trojans, but I... Oh, I, I'm very tempted to t- go with Arizona, and I know you are,
1: Davis. If you're listening, bear down, baby. I'm taking Zona. All right, I I just I'm not that big on USC this year. Neither am I. Um, and you, Arizona can always be that kind of sleeper uh, Pac-12 team. Yeah, and I I just I feel I feel it. It's another t- another game I feel, so I'm taking Arizona over USC. I'm taking, I can't remember if I actually picked on this. I think I might have picked USC,
2: but. I don't know who's who's home. Arizona's home. I'm gonna take Arizona.
1: Okay. Bear down.
0: Yeah. Arkansas at
1: Florida. Give me the Gators. Uh, another game that has a potential. Yeah, there's the potential there for being being like a close scrappy game. Florida. Yeah. Uh, just overwhelmingly too talented. Yep.
0: I agree. Luke. Uh, Gators. All right. Oregon at Washington State. Oregon. 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 Yeah. If Mike Leach was there it'd be a little more interesting, but yeah, he's not. Yeah. All right, so this is a very interesting game in my mind. So you look at the matchup, SMU at Tulsa. SMU's 4 and 1, Tulsa's 3 and 1. Um, oh, sorry. SMU's 6 and 1, Tulsa's 3 and 1. Oh, really? That's fucked up.
1: Yeah. No, it's the la- you're looking at the last five games up there.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um This is an interesting matchup. So, SMU's got the most points per game and has the edge in yards per game, but Tulsa has the edge in points against and yards against and the strength of schedule. Um, This is a tough one, but I'm rolling with Tulsa. I took
2: SMU because SMU's... If, if their guy's back, which I think he is. He is. He wasn't listed on the injury. For... That dude is a complete game changer. Yes, he is. And I think he's going to be back. And Tulsa's... Now, is he going to be full health, though? That's going to be questionable. Like, is he going to be, like, ready to rock and roll for a full game after recovering? I don't know. But he's a game changer. Yeah, no. So, I'm taking my chances on SMU.
1: I'm joining him with SMU, the SMU train. I think their offense is just too overwhelming in terms of uh, the talent, you know. I think that this would probably be Tulsa's best offense they this year, probably. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you could argue. Well, I, done as I, I was just really surprised. I wouldn't save. be
0: surprised if this game goes either way. Yeah, but yeah. This, no, is this is going to be a good game. This is the game I, I'm picking for It's going to be a shootout upset. game, and
1: yeah. I think I just think SMU's uh, offense is just too too good. I like I like what, what
0: I see with their offense. So. Now you were talking about game of the week. This is my game of the week: Northwestern at Purdue, and. Yeah. and I want to see where you guys go before I give you my selection, because I'm actually I I'm switching up what I said in the preseason. Yeah.
2: Oh no, I took Northwestern. I'm switching it up right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> might be game of the week. Come on. Um, lock, lock it in. Lock it in. Mini, mini, mighty, mo. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking a. I'm gonna take Purdue. Alright. Home field advantage, even though there's really hardly any.
1: I'm taking the Wildcats. My um, man. I like North I we you and me both talked about this. Like we both like Northwestern as that sleeper team in the Big Ten this year yes, on we the do. west side. West side? Um but you know, so I'm sticking with the Wildcats, especially uh, Rondell Moore believes still out for Purdue. Uh as it's listed here, he is still not uh playing. And I know David Bell's a very good receiver, but Western's yeah. record? Uh they're, they're all all both undefeated. Yeah, right they're too. both 2-0. So I'm but I'm rolling with Northwestern here. Alright, South Carolina at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Who'd you pick, by the way? Did you take Northwestern with Western, too? Guarantee you Ole Miss is going to have
2: fans in that fucking stadium, too. Best believe Ole Miss is going to have people in that stadium.
1: I'm taking
0: South Carolina. As am I. (laughs) I'm taking Ole Miss. Alright, so Wisconsin, Michigan, give me the Badgers. Coming off the COVID, I'm still taking the
1: Badgers. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get that that skillet even hotter, buddy, right underneath your ass. (laughs) Jimmy, like, oh, did you yeah. see
0: where it was? Went out or you're gone? I saw an article. <laughs> <laughs> you're not winning out, guys. No, <laughs> I'm not sorry. At all. You're, <laughs> absolutely, not. y'all are about to be
1: one of three. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's great. California, get them out of here. I told.
1: I've been saying California. Cal
0: versus Arizona State. Devils, uh, baby. Okay. I'm taking the Devils. Yeah, I Arizona State. Yep. All right.
1: More talented team, better coach.
0: Yep, 100. percent Arizona State should have beat USC. Um, but they didn't. So, now, let's wrap this puppy up. Oh, yeah. What's got you dialed up? I'm fucking
2: pissed because I have to work this Saturday when I wasn't supposed to, so now I can't go to my buddy's lake house. So, I'm dialed up in a way that like I'm fucking dialed up. Like,
0: You're pissed? Pissed.
2: Now, also happy that... Um, Thanksgiving's coming up, I guess. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, a lot of food. Shit like that. Yeah, so. Oh, and I've been learning fucking that song guitar, so I'm addicted.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm dialed up about that. Oh, yeah. Dars, what's got to you?
1: Uh, I'm dialed up to uh, finally get back over here and watching some freaking football. Yes. Okay, I've been trying to, and between work and other obligations, I haven't been able to make it out and actually sit and watch football. I should be getting here around two o'clock. Um, there he is. Okay. So I'm I'm just dialed up to be back with the boys and watching some football, drinking some beer. I'm fucking happy been to have you guys. It's Damn. been too long. I, yeah, it's been a minute. Work's been a bitch, so I'm ready to. Yeah. As you can see, I recorded this with my work shirt
0: on, so you know we rolling here. <laughs> I'll be getting out of there around one. So all right, what's got you dialed up, big fella? I'm dialed up because fucking wrestling season officially starts on Friday. We had our first our ba- first practice I was able to go to was today. Got here, I'm smelly, I was sweaty, but finally back on the mat with my guys. Uh, we have a solid team, two returning state qualifiers that. Didn't get the chance to wrestle at the state because of COVID. Two other guys that should have been state qualifiers. We have a talented team, even though it's not, we probably won't fill every weight class. I am fucking amped. I'm only going to be able to be there two days a week for practice and then Saturdays for tournaments. But man, I can't wait. You guys know how much I love football. Wrestling's my favorite. Oh, wrestling's the lifeblood for this oh. man right here. Wrestling is, and. For those of you that are watching or listening wherever you're at, if you enjoy college wrestling, I'm probably going to be doing some college wrestling content um, underneath the dialed-up name. So be looking forward to that. Oh, well, yeah. So that wraps it up for us. We're looking forward to week 11 of the college football season, and we will be back with well, you next
1: week. And as always, make sure you guys are keeping up on Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube, um, just keep hitting us up on there, you know, get us get us a base going. Um, shout hey. us out. You know, any good and if you guys if you're on the Twitter world, you guys see some funny shit on Twitter, you know, get us in there, let us see it, let us get it out you there too. give us your
2: opinion too, you know, we're welcome Talk to Talk some it. shit. Come on,
0: man. Add us. We love fucking talking. Yeah. So, talking football, talking to y'all. Please communicate with us. We love it. But y'all have a good one.